the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God worked on Israel's behalf and God continued to bless them for his name's sake. In other words, in spite of their rebellion, in spite of their disobedience, God blessed them. And the same is true for us. God works on our behalf for his name's sake, in spite of us, not because of us. <laughs> not because we're so good and we're so godly. We're so spiritual and we always do the right thing. God has a plan for this world and for every individual in it. Instead of creating us and then leaving us alone, he put himself in charge. What a blessing to know that our Creator is working everything for his glory. Today, Pastor Dan reminds us that God blesses us and uses us for his good in spite of us, not because of us. There's nothing we bring to the table other than humility and a willingness to be used by Him. God never goes back to the drawing board. His plan A is the only plan there will ever be. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 19 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. doesn't work like that. God says, I'm not going to let you inquire of me. <laughs> you can't just come here and, and inquire of me. I'm not, I'm not going to play that game. The good news is we can walk in the light. We can confess our sins and he'll forgive us and cleanse us. And we can have that, that fellowship with him, a broken and contrite heart. He doesn't turn away. But God here, he flatly refused to speak to these elders because of their sin. Because of their unrepentance. Now watch what he says in verse 4. He says, God says to Ezekiel, Will you judge them, son of man? Will you judge them? He's, he's not asking them a question. He's telling, telling Ezekiel to judge them. Then make known to them the abominations of their, their father. Will you please judge them? Is what he's saying. And then he begins to explain the abominations of their fathers. He start, he's going to start, he's going to give them a history lesson here. He's going to begin with their fathers, their forefathers. This chapter is, is similar to Stephen's sermon in Acts chapter 7, if you're familiar with that. Stephen began all the way back with Abraham, and he goes through Israel's entire history, and he shows that they have always failed to recognize God's plan throughout their history. They've always failed to uh, obey God. And Stephen says at the end of his long history lesson in chapter 7 of the book of Acts, he says, which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? They told of the coming one, the Messiah. And then he says, whom you crucified. And Stephen says there at the end of his history lesson, basically, your fathers killed the prophets 
But you killed the one that the prophets all talked of and spoke of. You're, you're worse than your fathers. And Ezekiel gives a similar message here now. In verse 5, he says, Say to them, thus says the Lord God, On the day when I chose Israel and I raised my hand in an oath, I made a pledge to them, I made an oath to them, a covenant to the descendants of the house of Jacob and made myself known to them in the land of Egypt, I raised my hand in an oath to them, saying, I am the Lord your God. God made an oath. He made a covenant, a pledge to the children of Israel when they were slaves in Egypt. All the way back in the book of Exodus. I'll just read it to you. Exodus chapter 6, verse 6. The Lord says to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. He raised his hand. He made this pledge. I promise you this. I will bring you out. I will deliver you. I will bring you into the land that I promised to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give you that land as your heritage. He says in verse 6, on that day I raised my hand in an oath to them to bring them out of the land of Egypt into a land that I had, notice, I had searched out for them. A land flowing with milk and honey. The glory of all lands. God says, I'm, I'm going to bring you into a land that I, I have searched out. Do you remember when they got to Kadesh Barnea? And the children of Israel decided to send in 12 spies to search out the land. That wasn't God's idea. God had already searched out the land. God knew what was in the land. He knew it was a land flowing with milk and honey. He knew that it was a land that was... The glory of all lands. The most beautiful of all lands. He didn't need to see it. For the children of Israel, they doubted God. They didn't trust God. They didn't believe God. And said, well, we're going to send some spies in first. To spy out the land for ourselves. And then you know the story. Ten came back with a bad report. And there's giants in the land. There's walled cities. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. We don't stand a chance. And they decided not to go in. But here the Lord says, I searched it out. I had already searched it out for you. I picked this land for you. This was my plan. This is what I wanted to bless you with. I wanted to give you this land that flows with milk and honey. It's the glory of all lands, he says. Most beautiful land you've ever seen, according to God. God wanted to bless them. And he wanted to give them abundance. God wants to bless his people. He wants to give us the best. He wants to give us the most beautiful He has it all picked out for us. And we just have to walk by faith, trusting him. Verse seven, then I said to them, each of you throw, throw away the abominations which are before his eyes and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord, your God, you know, the first commandment is you shall know their gods before me and God as he was bringing them out of Egypt, delivering them from their bondage and their slavery, God asked Israel to throw away the idols they had picked up from the Egyptians. But they rebelled against me. 
and they would not obey me. They did not all cast away the abominations which were before their eyes, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Well, then I said, I will pour out my fury on them and fulfill my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. He says in verse 8, you know, speaking of their fathers, their forefathers that were in Egypt, but he made these pledges and promises to them, made this oath. Their fathers rebelled against God. They refused to obey his commands. Then God warned them. Then God warned them. He said, I'll pour out my fury on you. Fulfill my anger against you. God warned them, but they still rebelled against him. And by the way, the word rebelled, it has the idea of uh, to be contentious. To be contentious. It's, it's not just that they were sloppy with their obedience or that they were slow to obey. Or, or that they were careless. They didn't want to give up their idols. They didn't like that God told them to do that. It bugged them. They were contentious. They they didn't want God telling them what they can do and what they can't do. So they rebelled. They didn't want to hear it. Now watch verse 9. Watch verse 9. But I acted for my namesake that it should not be profaned before the Gentiles among whom they were, in whose sight I had made myself known to them to bring them out of the land of Egypt. God says, but I, I acted for my namesake. God says, I, I, when you were in Egypt, when you were slaves, you were in bondage, I made this oath to you that I would deliver you, I would bring you out, and then I would bring you into this land that I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, this beautiful land, the most beautiful land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The one thing I asked you to do was to, to throw away your idols that you picked up in Egypt, and you rebelled against me. You refused to do it. You rebelled. But I acted for my namesake. God acted for his namesake. You know, as we go through this chapter, there are two themes that are repeated throughout the chapter. The first theme that we're going to see over and over is Israel's rebellion against God. Over and over. Every step along the journey, they've rebelled against God. They've been contentious with his commands. Not just disobedient. Not just, I don't like it. I don't want to hear it. That's one theme. The rebellion And the other theme that you see throughout this and throughout their history is that God acted for his namesake in his treatment of Israel. God worked on Israel's behalf and God continued to bless them for his namesake. In other words, in spite of the rebellion, in spite of their disobedience, God blessed them. And the same is true for us. God works on our behalf for his namesake, in spite of us, not because of us. (laughs) Not because we're so good and we're so godly, we're so spiritual and we always do the right thing. We're always quick to obey. No. God acts for his own namesake on our behalf, not, not because of how good we are. He does it in spite of us. 
In the book of Titus, chapter 3, verse 4, it says, But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. The kindness and love of God appeared to us not, not because of our righteousness that we've done, but because of His mercy. Because He's a merciful God, He saved us. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. He didn't save us because of our righteousness. Our righteousness is filthy rags in His sight. So now verse 10. He goes on giving them this history lesson, lesson about their fathers. Therefore, verse 10, I made them go out of the land of Egypt And then I brought them into the wilderness and I gave them my statutes and I showed them my judgments, which if a man does, he shall live by them. This is speaking of Mount Sinai. After he delivered them out of their bondage in Egypt, of course, he brought them to Mount Sinai where God gave Israel his statutes, his law for them to live by that they may live. That is that they may have a good life, that they may have a blessed life and a prosperous life. God wants us to have a blessed life. He wants us to have a, a, a prosperous life, a good life. Jesus said, I came to give life and that more abundantly, right? He wants us to have an abundant life, a rich life, a blessed life. And God, God gave his commands so that they would have a rich, blessed, good life, that they might experience abundant life. That's why he gave those commands to them. Moreover, verse 12, I also gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between them and me that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. He made a covenant with them at Mount Sinai. And God always gives a sign as part of the covenant that he makes with people. And when he, gave the, when he made the covenant with Israel at Mount Sinai, the, the sign of the covenant between God and Israel is the Sabbath. He gave them the Sabbath. And that was the sign Verse 13, yet the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not walk in my statutes. They despised my judgment, which if a man does, he shall live by them. And they greatly defiled my Sabbaths. You know, think about that. I mean, God, God it's the first time in history, first time in history that the idea of having a day off from work, a day of rest, a day to spend with your family, a day spending worshiping God. First time in history. 
God wants, well, God wants to give them a day off. They've been slaves for over 400 years, working every day as slaves in Egypt. God brings them out, and one of the first things he does when he gives his law, he says, and I'm going to give you a day off. I want you to rest every seventh day. And they rebelled against that. Who rebels against a day off? But it just shows the, the, you know, just the, the hardness of their heart, the, the stubbornness of their heart. Because God said it, well, I don't want to do it. I don't like God telling me what to do. And then verse 13, the end of the verse, Then I said I would pour out my fury on them in the wilderness to consume them. And so they rebelled when they were in Egypt against God. They rebelled. After God brought them into the wilderness, they rebelled in the wilderness. Remember when they were at Mount Sinai and Moses is up on the mountain meeting with God and he receives the commandments. And down in the camp, the children of Israel you know, went to Aaron and asked Aaron to make them a god. And Aaron made them a golden calf and they started worshiping this golden calf. While Moses is up on the mountain with Jehovah receiving the commandments, right? And, and Moses comes down, he's got the two tablets and he, he smashes them on the ground, symbolizing the fact that they're, they're breaking the commandments of God before they've even received the commandments of God. And they continue to rebel against God's commands in the wilderness. I just want to share a few verses with you out of, uh, out of the Psalms. Um, the first one is Psalm 78, verse 40. It says, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yet again and again, they tempted God and they limited the Holy One of Israel. In Psalm 95, uh, Psalm 95, verse 8. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the days of trial in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they saw my work. For 40 years, I was grieved with that generation. And I said, it is a people who go astray in their hearts and they do not know my ways. Uh, Psalm 106, Psalm 106, verse 13. They soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but they lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and they tested God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their souls. And they tested God. They forgot his works. They didn't wait on his counsel. And they tested God. And he finally gave them their request, but sent leanness to their souls. So now verse 14, they rebelled, they refused to obey, they refused to even keep the Sabbath. Verse 14, but I acted for my name's sake. Even then, when they rebelled against me in the wilderness, I acted for my name's sake, for my reputation, that I should not be profaned before the Gentiles, before the non-believers, and whose sight I had brought them out. God is long-suffering. God is patient. God is patient. You know, uh, in, in Exodus 34, verse 6, when God declares his name to Moses, he says, my name is the Lord, the Lord God, 
merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. But here God says, I'm, I'm merciful, I'm gracious, I'm long-suffering, I'm abounding in goodness and truth. And we certainly see that with the children of Israel. And we certainly see that in our own lives, don't we? Just the mercy of God and the patience of God. You know, in Psalm 103, verse 10, it says that God, listen to this, He has not dealt with us according to our sins. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Isn't that great? He hasn't dealt with us according to our sins. He didn't deal with Israel according to their sins. He dealt with them according to His own name, according to His namesake. Uh, Verse 15, so I raised my hand in an oath to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land which I had given them, flowing with milk and honey, the glory of all lands, because they despised my judgments and did not walk in my statutes, but profaned my Sabbaths, for their heart went after their idols. Verse 17, nevertheless, my eye spared them from destruction. I did not make an end of them in the wilderness. I didn't completely wipe them out in the wilderness. Verse 18, but I said to their children in the wilderness, do not walk in the statutes of your fathers, nor observe their judgments, nor defile yourselves with their idols. Remember the children of Israel that came out that refused to believe God and go into the promised land. God said, you're going to that generation's going to die in the wilderness. He said, "Uh, your carcasses are going to fall. And your children will go into the promised land. And so in the book of Deuteronomy, for example, God is repeating the law, uh, but he's repeating the law to that next generation that was born and raised in the, uh, the wilderness time. So I said to their children in the wilderness, don't walk in the statutes of your father, nor observe their judgments, nor defile yourselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes. Keep my judgments and do them. Hallow my Sabbaths and they will be a sign between me and you that you may know that I am the Lord your God. Notwithstanding, the children, the children of those who came out in the Exodus, the children rebelled against me. They did not walk in my statutes and were not careful to observe my judgments which if a man does, he shall live by them, but they profaned my Sabbaths. Then I said I would pour out my fury on them and fulfill my anger against them in the wilderness. Nevertheless, I withdrew my hand, my hand of judgment, and I acted for my namesake, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the Gentiles in whose sight I had brought them out. Also, I raised my hand in an oath to those in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the Gentiles and disperse them throughout the countries because they had not executed my judgments but had despised my statutes, profaned my Sabbaths, and their eyes were fixed on their father's idols. God warned them in the wilderness. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and though he was faced with the difficult job of speaking hard truths, he also spoke of great hope. Even though the Israelites were constantly disobeying God, God was still faithful to them and offered a way of restoration. This is what Ezekiel so boldly proclaimed, and this is what God also offers to you. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart for spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and all are welcome to come and worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're ever in the area on a Sunday morning, we'd love for you to join us for a time of worship and Bible study. We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, visit calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join Pastor Dan as he shares more from the book of Ezekiel on the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.